Do, do, do. Hello there, Nerd Talkalypse here, and we're asking you, our lovely listeners, to support our programming by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash nerdtalkalypse. For as little as $1 a month, your contribution will continue to make this show very special for our current listeners and newcomers. For a mere $2 a month contribution, we will help you promote by plugging your band, YouTube channel, podcast, or any other project you're currently working on. And we'll do this every week for as long as you remain a patron. And finally, we have a limited $5 a month perk that will gain you a spot in the top five patron guest list, which means when our show requires a guest, you will be among the five people we ask first to be on the show, and will be chosen in order. We thank you deeply for your continued loyalty as listeners, and hope to put these contributions to good use. Remember, we're not only doing this because we love it, but because we love being nerdy, and we know you do too. So head over to patreon.com slash now to make your contributions, and enjoy this brand new episode of Nerdtocalypse Podcast. Welcome, Welcome to the, to the nerd, nerd, lab. nerd Lab. Get those nerds! 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 Let the nerds, Let the nerds take, take, over. take over! Nerd Alert! What are you, some kind of nerd? Not some kind of nerd. I am the king of nerds. Nerd! Nerd stuff probably really excites you because you're a nerd. This is the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd. We provide the latest and greatest from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. So take a break from killing zombies with your lightsaber, hang up your cape and cowl, and hop onto the Hogwarts Express and ride your way over to Geek Down to fight our gym leaders and hosts of the show, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. Hello, nerd enthusiasts, and thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast with your hosts, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. As always, we're here geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics from Marvel and DC Comics, TV, and film, Star Wars, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and beyond. Pokemon, The Walking Dead Universe, various anime topics, and most things in between. That's right, guys. Here on this show, we express pride in our pop culture nerdism and work hard to bring you trending content from all of the fandoms that you love. You can find every episode of our show at nerdtalklipspodcast.com. Also, find our channel at youtube.com slash nerdtalklipspodcast. Please reach out to us via email at nerdtalklips at gmail.com, Twitter at nerdtalklips, or facebook.com slash nerdtalklips. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We'd love some feedback, and it really helps to grow the show and helps other nerds like you to find it. If you're interested in other ways of support, head over to patreon.com slash where you can indulge in one of our many perks and help grow the show that way. Nerdtocalypse is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network. Please enjoy this week's episode. What's up, enthusiasts? and thank you for joining us for episode 57. I found a fucking seed. Of Nerdtocalypse. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> 57 episodes. And sorry we were absent last week. We didn't have an episode for you guys last week. Because you guys suck. I'm <laughs> just kidding. We love you all. No, but last week we were... What were we doing last week that we didn't do an episode? Um, we just had a lot of shit going on. 
we're packing up and shit. And yeah. Saying, yeah, we have to very sadly get leave this nerd cave that was so dope. But hopefully, hopefully we can turn the next nerd cave into something just as dope. It probably won't. It won't be this nice. But or doper. Yes, we'll make sure of it. We'll probably have more range there. Yeah, it'll be a little cool. It'll be it'll be a lot of we'll cool. We'll figure it out. But um so the way that we're we're doing this all right. This week's episodes, last week's episodes, we're going to talk about next Monday. Yes. And the two episodes before that, we're going to talk about today. We're splitting it into two and two. Well, no, the finales are Yeah, finales Oh, are this week. Yeah, you're right. Finales are next week. Yes. So the episodes like this this technically this week. Yes, right. Actually, today, yeah, tonight's the finale for Supergirl. So Tonight's finale and last week's episode are next Monday, and then the two episodes before that are today. That way we can we're gonna put the finales with the previous episode that will lead into the finale because it's going to, you know, instead right. instead of doing three today and that one next, it, we just figured it's better. And we're gonna talk about uh, we have a new segment. We're gonna do nerd news, and that's about it. It is time for the non nerdy recommends. This is a segment where we are going to recommend movies that lie outside of the nerd culture, and we are going to talk about, you know, the and like I said, any movie, like it could be like a fucking law-abiding citizen or something that would have that would have fallen perfectly in this category because I would highly recommend that movie, but it's not nerdy in nature. So the first we have, what do we have? Two things? Yeah, we have two, two recommends this yes. week that we watched. Now, they fall in two separate categories: one being a comedy, and the other being, I'd say, a thriller. Yeah. Slash science fiction, whatever. I don't really know how you would put it, but right now it, it's hard to say because I have heard podcasts talking about the first movie that we're talking about. You know what I mean? Like not nerdy podcasts. Well, mostly, right? Well, but you, they talk about sort of everything, like whatever's well, I mean, in cinema. They no, kind of sort of talk about. Could technically, fall into the realm of nerdism because I guess they are superpowers of some sort. Yeah, they're not superheroes in the movies, or they they just have abilities. Right, but. Either way. If we were an everyday podcast, then maybe we would probably be looking for stuff like that to, to be covering, but it is what it is. So we'll do the we we'll do the non-nerdy. We don't have room for partial nerdiness. <laughs> we have too much <laughs> other shit to talk about. All right. So the first one is Okay, I'm gonna talk about the funny one first. Comedy. Oh, this okay, is, we'll talk is, about comedy. This is I want the other one. I like the other one though then. Uh this is our comedy section, and it's going to be Fist Fight, featuring Charlie Day and Ice Cube. Yes. <laughs> uh, also Tracy Morgan. Yeah. And that fucking other... girl. She's in everything. She was in Workaholics. Oh yeah, dude. I can't remember her name, but she is. Jillian? Weird. Is it? No, she played Jillian. I think she's in Jillian Workaholics. in Workaholics. Yeah. I don't remember her la- real she name. She was but... ridiculous. In this she's movie, always yeah. fucking ridiculous, dude. There's this, not. <laughs> this movie was just fantastic, straight up. Like. Yeah. Every everybody was. I didn't have one time. There wasn't one point in the movie where I was like bored or upset. Like. No. Char- dude, Charlie Day is the fucking man. It's always weird seeing Charlie Day go from. The, the amount of retardation that he has in him and it's always sunny. Yeah. And then now he's in this movie he's an intellectual English teacher. Like Yeah. It's weird. It it's, is weird. It's so weird. Dude, he he's he was also really good in horrible in bosses. Well, yeah, horrible bosses, but he was good in uh Vacation. Like the the reboot of Vacation. I haven't watched that yet. It was fantastic. But that's not the recommendation. No, that's not the recommendation. But yeah, Fist Fight. Definitely go check it out. It was probably one of the funniest movies I've seen all year. Oh absolutely it's probably the funniest movie I've seen this year. Like that's yeah, I don't I, think like, I laughed so hard I had to videotape myself and send it to <laughs> DJ. And, I, and it, yeah, it has Hank from uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. I Dean Norris. Dean Norris. 
You don't fuck with a Norris, man. This guy, <laughs> but he's fucking dope. Every scene he's in, absolutely hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah, Tracy Morgan was very bizarre in this movie, and it was just <laughs> and it not was to mention the fist fight. That shit was badass. Hell yeah, dude! I've never seen a movie with Ice Cube looking more terrifying. Except maybe Twenty Second Jump Street or something. Twenty One Jump Street. Twenty Two Jump Street, the second one. Oh yeah. Remember when like because. Uh, me and Nate were talking about it, but uh, he he's dating his daughter. Yeah, and they're at the dinner table. He's just. <laughs> oh, what did you do? <laughs> did like Nate that. watch Fist Fight? No, but he he we were just talking about movies at the bar last night. Right, but I told him to watch Fist Fight. My dude, I told everybody at the table, everybody fucking watch Fist Fight. It's hysterical. Oh, dude, I love <coughs> shit, 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 shit. <laughs> it was it was genius, but. I don't know. That, that as far as I don't really have a whole lot more to say about it. Just definitely go yeah, watch it. It's we're a, not going to go into spoilers of these recommendations. Just all you got to know is that the, the cast. It's funny. It's fucking funny, and they didn't disappoint throughout the whole movie. I think it's it's cool, and it's not the Ice Cube you see from those fucking uh, ha- almost there. This is hard ass Ice Cube. Like oh yeah, dude. He's this is dope. what I would expect. I would expect this to be actually Ice Cube being a teacher. Yeah, almost like you know the yeah, gang for sure. and Ice Cube. Like, all right, and the second movie that we're going to talk about tonight is Split. Holy fucking shit, man. Starring James McAvoy, and uh, that is it, pretty much. I don't remember any other big-name actors being in this movie. I mean, at the at the end, but we're not going to spoil that part. But um, we do know that this movie is a prequel, no, a sequel to Unbreakable, featuring yes. Bruce Willis and... Um, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. It's an old movie, way back in the day. Uh, Bruce Willis... It's funny because uh, Samuel Jackson was called Mr. Glass. Bruce Willis was—I can't remember his name in the movie—but he had unbra- he was unbreakable. He to the point to where even like just benching, he could—he wasn't like super strong, but his body didn't have limitations. So That's he was—he was like as strong as a human being could possibly be, right? Because his body didn't allow like his muscles didn't tear or anything. He was just unbreakable. Hmm. You know, so he—I he, did he, watch the trailer for it. Yeah, like yeah. I've never seen Unbreakable. It's a good movie. I watched the they, the trailer was so. Fucking M. Night Shyamalan, even in his fucking trailers, doesn't have, doesn't give you a whole lot of information. But the trailer was just Bruce Willis in an ambulance and then a plane crash. And they were like, the weird thing about it is that you don't have a scratch on you, but everybody else died. He like walks out of the hospital room and everybody's fucking pissed at him. I mean, he's the only survivor. Like they probably think I can't see. I can't remember. I've seen them. I saw. It's like old. Like I was a kid when I watched this movie. Well, I definitely want to watch. He's taking a long fucking time. To do a sequel to this movie because I I like I've also heard other podcasts like I said I've heard other podcasts talking about Split and they had no idea going into this because this movie is not marketed to be a sequel to Unbreakable no. and they had no fucking clue like that that is M Night Shyamalan's twist on this movie is that it is a sequel to Unbreakable like yeah I have almost never been so wrong in my life because I was at work and I had started watching a movie but we didn't finish it for a reason or another and. I had finished it up till now, but at that point I didn't. And he goes, "Pretty sure that's a sequel to Unbreakable." I'm like, "No, that's not possible. That doesn't make any sense at all." This, like, but you wouldn't even notice that until the very fucking end. That I didn't know. I just heard somebody talking about. They're like, "This movie turned out to be a sequel to Unbreakable," and I was like, "Holy shit! That's why make a sequel fucking forty years later, thirty years later, whatever." But no, no, they, they're doing another one too about yeah. Mr. Glass. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't know. I, I don't want to say the spoilers, but. I will give you the synopsis. It's just it's about a man that has split personalities, hence split, and he has twenty three personalities that are fighting, you know, all within himself, and they do certain things for this one particular personality 
for their reasons. That's all I can really say. I don't want to ruin anything. The movie is fucking amazing, though. Like, from beginning to end, it's just... What's the, na- the actor's name? James McAvoy. James McAvoy? McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah, he was uh, young Charles Xavier. Dude, he... This guy deserves every fucking award you should get for <laughs> being a lead actor in a movie. He really does. He was fucking amazing. He was movie. 23 roles in one. Yeah. You know, technically. I mean, I don't think he saw 23, but... You know, say he did 10. Yeah. He played 10 different fucking characters in one movie. Like, Yeah. And even Eddie Murphy hasn't done that shit. <laughs> like in the clumps. That's what, yeah. I mean, but, uh, he's come fucking goddamn yeah, has, close. But, but yeah, just, it's like. This is next level acting, man. Like, Not only that, but there are, thing, there are aspects of this movie that where they talk about split personalities that is so fucking crazy. But it's the truth. Like things like that exist. That's insane. Like, like for example, DJ, what you're talking about is how one one personality won't have diabetes. Right. But another one would. Yeah. That like that's weird. fucking insane. There's been cases. Like it's a real studies. Like you know that. You know, yeah, like, and then like the, the, there's like a lady. She's like a therapist. This is not very spoiler, but there's a lady. She's a therapist, and she's the one who's she's like giving a conference, and she starts talking about all those <coughs> and how and how these these people who have this problem are tapping into the full potential of the human brain. And yeah, like like distress and torment from your childhood creates a better like a you're unlocking that part of you. Like very interesting. And how, like, yeah, the the one how one personality could have like superhuman strength, and another one could be like, yeah, like the one the one guy thought he was a child, like you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's it crazy. Now, in our realist, realistically, it wouldn't be superhuman. It would just be like one it, one personality could not even bench a hundred pounds, but your other personality could bench three hundred. Like, yeah, that's a, that's, that's fucking nuts. So the, the but, movie was just it was dark, it was creepy, it was funny. You know, there's a couple funny scenes I think. Yeah, but James Mac- McAvoy. Yeah, two thumbs up to him, man. I I haven't seen a better I haven't seen better acting in a long fucking time. Yeah, this movie, go see it. I mean, it's on. It's out now. I think. Yeah, it on yeah, Voodoo. it's on. Yeah, we watched it on Voodoo. So yeah, go go check that shit out. It was fucking <laughs> crazy, and uh, that's that's all we have for the non nerdy recommends. We will we'll come back with these as as often as possible. Um, when we watch it, uh, we're just gonna stick them in the notes and. Call it that. Maybe, maybe we'll have one. Maybe we'll have three. You never know. It could be several. But and it could it, even include TV shows. Like you know, we, we might watch a series. Like you know, like I would recommend The Office. Yeah, exactly. I mean? like, like if there, it, it can It could be. We could even do like a throwback thing. If there's something that we saw that is already out, we can talk about it for ten minutes or so. Like I wish we could have talked about Shameless before it got as popular as it did. Oh my god, dude! I remember before Shameless hit Netflix, everybody I ever asked about Shameless then never heard of it. Dude, you know, you want to know what, man? I, I'm hatching an idea. One of these days, when we don't have a lot to cover, we should just do an entire episode of non-nerdy things. Uh, whatever. We just gather up all of our favorite <laughs> things and just chat about it for yeah. a little well, second. It's going to be tough. With, with this year, we got all those movies coming. There's not going to be much down I mean, there might not be. You yeah. know what I mean? But if we do, you know I mean? Sometimes, in the, like, I remember last summer, we, we did, we were struggling to find certain topics not struggling, I guess, but we, you know, there were there were times where we didn't have a whole lot to talk about. But um, you know, we could always just throw in like extended sections of talking like this, you know, for a little bit and see see where it goes. But the other way, you want to laugh, watch fist fight. You want to be fucking not necessarily horrified, but uncomfortable, <laughs> and just like a thriller type movie. Watch fucking split. Yeah, for sure. But okay, so we're going to go ahead and get right here into nerd news. 
It's time for the latest in nerd news with Nerd Talkalypse. Uh, we've got news in nearly every category except for Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and in other news. Now, the first news story here, this is one of the most ridiculous things I've read in a very long time. Um, I have it posted here under superheroes in general, which is not a new category, but for tonight it is. Um, Bill Mayer, the... Uh, um, Wait, so this is a category we're doing for now, from now on? No, 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 just, just for tonight. Just for tonight, because it just speaks about superheroes <laughs> in general. Oh, okay. Um, Bill Mayer, the guy, the talk show host, the news, whatever you want to call this guy. I don't really like him. I never have liked him. Yeah. But he he posted this thing. It says he, he blames superhero movies and superhero TV shows for the Trump presidency, which is fucking ludicrous. But So here here's what he said. What? Bill Mayer, during Friday's episode of HBO's television series, argued that Hollywood ruined by America, or ruined, ruined America by making everything <laughs> about superheroes, quote unquote, and fooling people into believing that one person can save the world. He then explained his argument, which involves reimagining Trump as a superhero named Orange Sphincter. Wow. After listing off numerous comic book based television shows. Currently on the air, scheduled to air next season, as well as comic book movies recently released and on the horizon. So he says, quote unquote, if you're asking, what's the problem? The problem is the superhero movies imprint this mindset that we are not masters of our own destiny and that the best we can do is sit back and wait for Star-Lord and fucking ra- and a fucking raccoon to sweep in and save our sorry asses. Um, he goes on to say, forget hard work, government institutions, the diplomacy investments um we just need a hero to rise and so we put out the bat signal for one man who could step in and solve all our problems very quickly and that's how we got our latest su- superhero the orange sphincter you know the, the biggest flaw in his argument is that voting for any president is putting one person in charge of our country yeah. it doesn't matter who it is this is like this that's is probably the whole one point. of the most retarded things ever yeah the whole point of the president is that he runs the country yeah. He is the guy that's supposed to answer all the questions. That's he's the fucking president. Yeah, I don't see, give a shit if it was Trump, I don't give a fuck if it's the rock next time. I don't you know, I don't fucking know. Like Yeah. It doesn't like, fucking it, it's, it, it's weird. What but he go, he goes on to say, Yes, the orange sphincter sent from planet A hole to save mankind, protected, you know, his powerful smirk and his golden helmet, blah blah blah. Uh you know, all this just bullshit. Like he he, he feels as though Trump's loyal supporters bought into the idea that one man alone could fix all that ills the world. Because they believe that he is a superhero that possesses a super duper brain and deal making skills. That would be the case in any presidency. I completely agree with you. That was one of the first thoughts that I had while reading this. I was like, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. This guy's a fucking idiot for saying this. Whatever. He's a faggot. (laughs) (laughs) Now. Are you done talking about it? Yeah, I'm done talking about it. I just skipped over the next two paragraphs. Fuck Bill Mayer or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Just weird. I hope he listens to this podcast. (laughs) Anyway. The next thing we got some Walking Dead news. Um, the se- the season seven deleted scenes and fuck takes are coming sooner than last year's, which is fucking dope because I can't wait to see all the scenes with Negan throughout this whole season. Yeah, like that, a, when he can cuss. Well, we had to wait till August last year to see. And that was just one episode. Yeah, that was just one eleven minutes of a scene that we wanted to see. Now there's going to be a lot more. Hopefully, every one of them. But 
I can't wait. If 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 they go based off what I read two years ago that they're filming that they filmed every scene twice, and that the way that when Negan does this, like when Negan does his scenes, he films those first, like the fuck takes first, and and then he goes back and refilms his scenes. Right. So the the first takes your the first reactions you're getting from Rick and the gang from Negan and all the saviors are from the fuck takes. Right. And then he goes back and does the edited versions later. So Spider-Man will land on you. Mm. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's you know why? That's because I added this in here. Mm. For like like 15 minutes ago. Well, I'll just read that too. Anyway, all right, so that was it for The Walking Dead. Now some DC. So the new trailer for CW's Black Lightning has landed. I still haven't watched that. It is dope. It's really cool. I'm going to watch it. Um, I meant to tell you earlier that you should probably watch I it know. before tonight, but I fucked up and forgot. But it was really, really cool. Um, I don't think all the effects were done yet in the trailer. Right. <coughs> like, they didn't really, they, like, they looked really, like, they looked good, but not great. Right. But... This is it's going to be like the CW's version of Luke Cage minus all the with different powers obviously just Yeah, different powers but primarily based in a black neighborhood and 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 it's really cool though but like um in the trailer do you care if I spoil something about the trailer for you? You no. get you see his daughter start getting powers too. Interesting. Which is really cool but they did announce they they announced the CW announced later that this show Will not take place in the Arrowverse, but they said the same shit about Supergirl too, at first. Right. But that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean it won't be part of the multiverse because yeah. superhero was the same fucking thing. Right. The Arrowverse is all on Earth Prime, Earth One. You know, I mean, Supergirl's on Earth Thirty Eight. She's not part of the Arrowverse, but they still cross over. So, I'm I'm holding it out. Greg Berlanti's doing it. CW ordered it two series. Now it is going to be a mid season show like Legends was. Right. So it'll probably be shorter. I wish it was called the Flashverse because he's the one that has all the interactions initially with all these worlds. Well, yeah, he's the one that makes it all happen. Yeah, so I agree, but maybe it's just because Arrow was first. It's got to be the no, Arrowverse. I know, I know why they're doing it. I just Flashverse makes more sense based on. How oh, it's I agree. Happening. Fuck, I am hungry. Shit. <laughs> all right, that's all you. All right, new uh, Justice League actor says DC EU is still stable. Cyborg on track. While Wonder Woman and Justice League are moving full steam ahead, DC's Batman and Flash projects have been all over the map, each receiving numerous shifts in directors and cast. Ray Fisher wants to let everyone know that the un- that another one of those future projects is right on track. That would be his solo cyborg film, which currently has a 2020 release date. Fisher made an appearance at the City of Heroes convention over the weekend where he confirmed that the project is still in the works and has been unaffected by the other issues in the DCEU. Ironically, cyborg has been mentioned in the same breath as The Flash, as Cyborg is supposed to play a substantial part in Flash's solo movie. Now that the film has lost its second director, looking for its third at the moment, that being The Flash, it remains to be seen if that is still the case. The current rumor is that Sam Raimi is in talks to direct. Regardless of what happens there, the good news is that Cyborg seems to be unaffected. I'd rather Cyborg be affected than Flash. I know. Well, if Sam Raimi directed (coughs) Flash, which I'm pretty sure he's passed on it since this came out, but... Um, that would have been awesome. He did Spider Man, Spider Man one and two, the, uh, with the originals. Yeah, with Tobey Maguire. No, I liked those movies. Yeah, no, he would have been a great pick. Yeah, either him or Zemeckis. I really want Zemeckis to do it. That would be fucking awesome. I'd love to see what's his face do it, but Kevin Kevin Smith. Yeah, that's in here. I think 
Um, okay. So Wonder Woman, uh, the Wonder <coughs> Woman movie has come out or has, has pre-screened. Um, the critics' first reaction say it's the best DC film yet. Now, keep in mind, this is critics that are saying this. Everybody that fucking talked shit on Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad and Man of Steel. Yeah. So I guess that's good news. I don't I don't really know. It might be good news for the audience, like to so that that depend on these reviews to go see it, which is stupid. But I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and say that's bullshit because I can already tell that's not, I'm not I'm excited to see Wonder Woman, but it's not what I want to see. It's not a Wonder Woman movie I want. Well, yeah, exactly. Like it's too weird. If, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm pretty excited to see it, but that's probably because I listen to thirty fucking thousand podcasts and everybody's so excited to see it. So my hype is a little, a little bit up there. I'm pretty stoked. But uh, so this says it's no secret DC Entertainment has had trouble wooing critics in the past after Christopher Nolan's work with Batman. With Batman wrapped, the studio found itself floundering to nab love with critics. Films like Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice and got lackluster attention. And Suicide Squad was torn to shred by the press. Um, this year, both Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment have hoped to change that reputation with upcoming releases. Uh, in less than a month, Wonder Woman will finally hit theaters and an embargo just lifted for critics. Now, the internet is buzzing with first reactions and partial reviews of Wonder Woman, so DC diehards you can breathe now. Critics are calling Wonder Woman the best DC film to date, so here are our thoughts on that. Lane's <coughs> up. You're up on this next one. Yep. Uh, the CW fall TV schedule puts Arrow on a new night. All of the major networks have released their fall TV schedules this week, and the CW is the latest to jump on the trend. There are a few new shows joining an already seller lineup this fall. The reboot of Dynasty has been ordered to series, and Valor is a new project with a lot of buzz surrounding its production. DC's latest series, Black Lightning, is missing from the schedule, though, set to debut in the mid-season Life Sentence. Wait, no. Yeah, mid-season. Life Sentence, The 100, The Originals, and iZombie are also being held for later in the season. After the addition of the new shows, there was obviously some shifting in the existence of existing programs. The most notable change, Arrow was leaving its classic Wednesday slot. Instead, that night will be reserved for drama with Riverdale and Dynasty in the lineup. So what fucking day will Arrow be on? Thursday, I think. <coughs> what usually comes on Thursday? I think I'm not I think Riverdale? No, like not none of the Arrowverse does? No. Okay. It was Legends at first and then Legends yeah. moved to Tuesday and then all the shit, but Legends, I believe, is still staying on Tuesday. I'm pretty sure after Flash. All right, so the next one here is what we just mentioned previously. Is Kevin Smith throwing his name in to direct The Flash? Uh, the Flash needs a director badly. After reports that Sam Raimi, Matthew Vaughn, and Robert Zemeckis were being considered, DC's biggest fan, DC's biggest fan is seemingly throwing his name into the discussion. Upon seeing that Raimi possibly passed on helming The Flash for the DCEU, Kevin Smith took to Twitter to let everyone know that he'd be interested in taking charge of the movie. The director quoted uh, comic book reports uh, on Raimi's choice to pass and tweeted out the message. I know at least one of the direct or one director that wouldn't pass, but to be fair, he's more of a director than a director. Smith is obviously talking about himself in this tweet and made or as made evident by his trademark self-deprecating humor. It's evident that he's making a joke about the open position, but there's a bit of truth in everything. Could he be trying to land the job himself? Which I fucking hope so. I love Kevin Smith. I love just about everything he does. And I love his episodes of The Flash and everything like that. And I love his podcast and everything. So I really hope that he goes, that he would do this. Like, I think he would do it right. 
And, I, and the best part about Kevin Smith is that he really does give a shit. He loves these movies just as much as you or I or Lane or anybody that is involved loves these movies. He wants these to be just as fucking good as everybody else does. And that is why he would be my top pick. If if it was possible for him to do it, I would be so down. But <coughs> I also know, because I listen to probably every one of his podcasts, that he is very against fucking it up. He doesn't want to be the person that does it, falls in love with what he did, and then is like, oh, I fucked it up royally. So... I can I can understand that I can get behind that I, that that would suck, but it is what it is. Okay, so we are moving on to uh, all right now. Before I even start reading this, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a spoiler warning here um, for DC's Rebirth. Uh, spoilers are ahead for the following issues. You got you got Flash t- uh, probably twenty through twenty three. And Batman, all of the like the same ones, like it's like the, in the upper in the beginning twenties of Batman and Flash for Rebirth. This is all the button part one through four um, information. So it's <laughs> it's really really interesting stuff. If you haven't been following what's going on in Rebirth, we talked about it when it came out um, about the Watchmen and everything being involved. But it it's all come to a big fat fucking culmination at the end of the button part four. And it's really fucking cool. I haven't read this particularly yet, but I don't really care about spoilers for this because I don't have time to read them all the time, but uh, a two page epilogue in today's, well, in the, in the flash number 22 from Joshua Williamson and Howard Porter sets up a forthcoming doomsday clock mini series from Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. The scene offers a little in the way of how exactly the characters from the Watchmen will end up on a collision course with the DC universe, but does give a sense on how Johns and Frank may approach the heady. I wonder if that's meant to say heavy. I don't know. The heady project, the second line right down here. Oh, the heady prospect of following up with um, what is generally accepted as the greatest superhero story of all time, which is what the people say about the Watchmen, I guess. Watchmen's cool, but no, I don't want to ever call it that. Greatest superhero story. Anyway, uh, the two-page epilogue, which appears to be drawn by Frank, starts with a, the comedian's bloody smiley face button seemingly floating in space. The perspective of the page zooms in on it until it's a blur of yellow and red. And finally, just a panel of of red. In a reversal of the first page of The Watchmen number one, which famously began with a blood... And or with blood and panned out and up to reveal the button lying in the gutter. Uh, the second page takes the structure more literally, starting from. Um, what the heck did I? Oh, starting from a field of red and zooming out, but rather than revealing the comedian's button, the red and yellow turn in uh, or turn out to be the part of Superman, the shield on Superman's costume. The final panel revealing Superman, essentially from neck to abdomen. And focusing on the crest of the House of L feels very much like identity crisis, um, or identity crisis's frequent decision decisions to focus on the iconography of the heroes, making their legend more important than even the people within the costumes by focusing more on the message than the messenger to speak. So we got these panels here; they're pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But basically, what happens is is it 
th- there was a, a a thing here. It says it's called Doomsday Clock. It's very Watchmen-y, but at the top of the clock, it's got Superman's logo. Um, it's coming in November. It says, if you were going to argue that identity crisis parallel is I- intentional and that John is trying to play on DC's history of big and cynical event c- comics, it should also be noticed, noted that besides a knowing nod to the Watchmen number one, the Superman logo reveal could be perceived as a homage to the Dark Knight Returns. A homage? A homage? Like an homage, yeah. Whatever. Uh, to the Dark Knight Returns, in which Superman's appearance is introduced with an effect that zooms in from an American flag to a tight blur of red and white before the white turns to yellow and zooms back to reveal the Man of Steel's sigil. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Uh, the nine-panel grid used in each of these two pages is familiar to Watchmen fans as a structure that has bound the series together. ComicBook.com has previously compared the creative necessity that writer Alan Moore and artist Dave Gibbons created for themselves that, uh, in that series to Lambic penta- Pentameter. The quote pentameter. in the final panel... What? Pentameter. Pentameter. The quote in the final panel... Uh, reminiscent of the literary and musical quotes more and w- more used in Watchmen comes from the August Str- August Strindberg's The Red Room, a satirical novel that features a young idealist confronted with corruption and hip- hypocrisy as he leaves his office job to become a journalist. Now, given what we know about Doomsday Clock, that is largely a clash of ideas between Superman, an idealistic journalist, and Dr. Manhattan, the representative of the Watchmen's compromised, corrupt world. This just seems like a fairly appropriate reference to make. So, now, in addition to this, I would like to say that the end of the button series, miniseries, was, in fact, the hand of Dr. Manhattan reaching down and picking up the button off the off Mars, I think it was, which is where he is. Um, and he says something along the lines of, you know, is it me who makes the final decision of all this, or is it is it him? And pointing pointing hand, fingers at Superman. And the thing that I had read, I think it was Eris that was talking about it, so I'll have to let you watch that. It was really interesting. Um, is something about Superman wanting to... Is Superman really the, uh, the mastermind behind it all without actually knowing that he's doing it? Because remember all that bullshit about Superman... When we when we were very confused about what happened in, in Rebirth, okay. But Superman, remember how Superman was dead, and we were and we were like, "What the fuck? Well, how did he die?" And then this other Superman was coming about, and we yes, didn't really yes, know. Yes. So basically, what happened was is that Superman was revived, and then he the Dragon Balls, <laughs> he merged. Superman merged himself, him and Lois, with yeah, the I Superman. Read that. Yeah, they merged together, and they forgot about his their son, and then. <laughs> All this crazy shit. So Superman morphed reality. He morphed his previous continuity with the new continuity and all this crazy shit to make it all a streamlined thing. He made that happen himself. So there I because he's a fucking animal, I guess. But there that's what they're getting at. You I got to show you that thing from errors, but it's a little bit much. It's crazy. But even for Superman, that's crazy, dude. I know. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see what's going on. But. But th- this apparently is, they said it's going to be a big, long event comic series. He said it will be more, it'll be less than 13 issues, but more than six. <laughs> so this 
for sure I will read regardless of how far I am in rebirth I really will re- I want to read this <coughs> and uh, somewhere in between there we're going to catch everybody up on Watchmen it's going to be less than 13 but more than 12 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we'll, we're going to do Watchmen we'll watch the movie for sure um, hopefully I, I think I got the extended edition which is the one that you want to watch um, but yeah, we'll we'll do that. I don't know if what? I have the comic book anymore. Is that true? This happened. This last news article just happened mere hours ago. <coughs> Apparently, Zack Snyder steps down from Justice League after family tragedy. Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon is the finished movie. Yes. What did Joss Whedon do? The Avengers. Mm. He did Buffy. The oh, Avengers. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's also doing Batgirl. Huh. And. Many other things. Joss Whedon is a very big favorite among the nerd, the pop culture realm. But oh, yes, was awesome. Jo- Zack Snyder. Ha- I don't even want. I don't even know. I know his his daughter killed herself, like in March. Interesting. And he's got to, like he he they had been they had that was after Justice League wrapped, but they were getting ready to come back to do reshoots as every movie does. And he steps down. So it'll He's still be a lot of Zack Snyder's. He'll still be credited for the movie, yeah. But it it just depends on how long they have in between now and the next f- film, or you know whatever. Zack Snyder will probably just take a long break to grieve and 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 mourn his daughter properly. He said he only took two weeks the first time, and that wasn't enough. So, well, but that's crazy. I mean, I'm excited. Who better to do it than Joss Whedon? Joss, that, that first Avenger so movie was fantastic. Killed himself so Joss Whedon can do this. <laughs> well, that's what I I'm so excited. I mean, I'm just excited no, I know. for I'm Joss. You know, I feel bad. But all right. So the next thing. Oh, we're moving on to Marvel then. Um, Tom Hardy cast as Ven- has been cast as Venom in the upcoming Sony Venom standalone film. So that's pretty fucking cool. Good old Bane is coming over to do Venom. Fuck yeah, that sounds badass. I think he's a pretty good actor, man. I think he's going to be able to do it. But oh no, I don't know. I'm uh, I know. So you, scared to see this movie. It's going to be interesting. Cuz I love Spider-Man. He's my favorite. And that along with that, I also love Venom and all his, you know, and Carnage and all his. So if they're going to just do a Venom movie and, uh, without Spider-Man, ever, I can't understand. Have you ever played Uncharted? No. No, you know what it is, though, yes. right? Tom Holland is playing the main actor, the guy, in the Uncharted movie. They're making an Uncharted movie mm-hmm. based off the video game. Mm-hmm. Interesting, I didn't know. And that. Tom Holland is going to be the fucking guy. Huh. Speaking of Tom Holland, did you did you ever watch that? No, I fucking yeah, forgot all about J- that. We're watching that before you leave. I okay, I want to watch it with you. But all right, so the next news: uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming score includes original Spider-Man theme, along with the first preview of the score for Spider-Man Homecoming from composer Michael Giacchino. 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 Giacchino took to Twitter on Friday to share the first listen of his new take on the iconic Spider-Man theme song. It's hard to imagine anyone would not approve of the new sound. Oh, I can't wait for you to hear this. I'm so stoked. Is it not going to work? Oh, it's down there. Dude, I love it. 
Hell yeah, dude. I love it. He did this is the guy who did Rogue One. <coughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, did that he was the guy who composed the music for Rogue One. Yeah, because it says on here. This is not Giacchino's first effort with the Marvel Studios project. The composer previously scored at Doctor Strange and soon after stuck with Disney for Rogue One, the Star Wars story, making mm. him the first pr- composer besides John Williams to star to score a Star Wars movie. Fuck yeah. Uh, Giacchino's other well-known musical efforts include the iconic music behind ABC's Lost and films such as Super 8, Star Trek, and The Incredibles. I like that, dude. That sounds badass. Yeah, dude. I knew you would like that. It was so fucking cool. Uh, it's just like hearing Go-Go Power Rangers in the fucking Power Rangers movie. Oh, like dude. Fuck yeah. That was so cool. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. All right. So, uh, moving on to Avengers. Of, yeah. Avengers <laughs> Affinity War. So, Avengers Infinity War has a new synopsis out, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, they also have one for Thor Ragnarok, but it wasn't anything that we didn't know already, so I didn't put that in here. Okay. Um, so, the synopsis reads, As the Avengers and their allies have continued to protect the world from threats too large for any hero to handle, a new danger has emerged from the cosmic shadows. Thanos. A what? <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? Yes. Fuck you. <laughs> Thanos, a despot of intergalactic infamy. His goal to collect all six infinity stones, artifacts of imaginable power, and use them to inflict his twisted will up on all of reality. Everything the Avengers has f- have fought for has led to this moment. The fate of Earth and existence itself has never been more uncertain. I cannot wait! <laughs> dude, ah, this is definitely 3D IMAX or some shit, man. Oh, dude. Fuck yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers all on one fucking screen. It's probably uh, going to be an absolute visual bring, spectacle. Bring the lotion. Not even, not even to mention... So Guardians was fucking fantastic in 3D. Yeah. All right. And on IMAX. Yes. And add so add the cosmic element of that movie, the fun of that movie, along with the crazy visuals of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Along with the action of the Avengers. Yeah. Fuck, dude. I can't even think of anything better than that. Me neither. <laughs> it's gonna be insane. I can't wait. Oh yeah. Woo! <laughs> I had to let it out, man. No, that's all right. That's all right. Let it all go. All right. Let uh, it go. Don't look at me like that. New Black Panther synopsis revealed. Did you af- say synopsis? That's how you say it. <laughs> All right. That's Thanos. how gangsters say it, and intellectual gangsters. Thanos. I'm going to suck your dick off, dude. <laughs> and you're going to like it, and you're going to be gay, and you're going to hate me forever for it. <laughs> After the events of Marvel's Captain America, Civil War, King T'Challa returns home to the reclusive, technologically advanced African nation of Wakanda to serve as his country's new leader. However, T'Challa soon finds that he is challenged for the throne from factions within his own country. When two foes conspire to destroy Wakanda, the hero known as Black Panther must team up with CIA agent Everett K. Ross and members of the Dora Milaje, Wakandan special forces, to prevent Wakanda from being dragged into a world war. So that sounds pretty fucking cool, too. A world war? <laughs> Into civil probably war. a civil war. <laughs> so they probably didn't Maybe put an infinity war. They probably didn't want to put civil war in there because that's the movie he... <laughs> we dragged from. into a... Bum, 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 civil war. <laughs> <laughs> People would probably be like, what? 
He's already at Civil yeah, but War. Then somebody like me comes and questions it. Yeah, that's that's the way it goes, man. What is that? What is this? I've never seen this. I don't know what it is. What's what? I don't know, man. There's like stuff I could do over here. I can play yeah. audio. Man. I don't know what this is. All right. Seen. Well, that brings us to... That is it for news. Yes, that is the end of news. We're going to get right into the meat. Meat. <laughs> We're just going to talk super every show, all, both of their episodes. That's fine. I want to do it like they didn't cross over nothing, so I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. And we're going to get into Gotham first. You ready for some of the episodes and stuff? What? You ready for me to say episodes and stuff? Yeah. All right. Gotham, season three, episode <laughs> 16 Heroes Rise. These delicate and dark obsessions. Now the Gotham's always Gotham always has like two titles, you know. Like last season, it was the Rise of the Heroes and Wrath of the Vi- no Rise of the Villains, Wrath of the Villains. Yeah, but it's always there's always the subtitle, and so that's why it sounds like Heroes Rise. These delicate and dark obsessions. This is yeah. Well, the first half of the season was Mad City. Yeah. Now it's Heroes Rise. After fully recovering, Cobblepot attempts to build an army to take back power from Nigma, Barbara, Tabitha, and Butch. He calls Gabe to assist him with, along with Poison Ivy. She had resuscitated him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and be- he betrays him and attempts to auction him. And yeah, uh, Gabe betrays him and attempts to auction him off for the highest bid to murder him. Like he is so wanted to kill. <laughs> he, imagine being w- wanting to be murdered so bad that people would pay money and have an auction of it. That's insanity. Fucking penguin genius, dude. though, man. Whoever did, that is genius. Yeah, it really is. Any any way to make a buck in Gotham, dude? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But uh, so, uh, they betray him and uh, like they attempt to auction him off. But Ivy uses her perfume to rescue him, rescue him, and Cobblepot kills Gabe in retribution. Uh, rescue, rescue, rescues him. No, uh, <laughs> that scene that was when he killed him. He just was like fucked, and then he's just boom. Dude, yeah, he the penguin don't give a fuck, dude. Fuck yeah, he don't give a fuck, dude. You don't fuck with the penguin. That's, see, th- he has to do stuff like that because he isn't intimidating. Like, I, you know, anybody could probably kick his ass in a fist fight. Oh yeah, so he's just got to be ruthless as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, after uh, meanwhile, the shaman gives Bruce hallucinogens that causes him to relive the night of his parents' murder over, Whoa. like over and over and that shit was crazy. Yeah, dude, that's horrible. He was like freaking out. He's like, why would you do that to me? He's like. Well, you know, it's that would be hard hard to see, man. Hey, man, you gotta become the Batman. That's, that's what's turning him into the Batman. I guarantee fucking to you. Um, you know what be- they didn't? Do? I have a question. Did they? They never. Ha- they haven't yet addressed the fear of bats. I don't think so. In this show, maybe in the very. I don't remember. Was it in the very first? Not that I remember, man. Or was that the movie Justice League movie? That was the Batman Justice League movie. Yeah, yeah, Batman v Superman. I don't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't think there has been a bat thing yet. Maybe it will. Maybe they'll throw him in the fucking, or maybe he'll just, I don't know. I don't know when he falls into the well after, begin before training begins, or I don't even know. I don't know how continually correct Gotham is anyway. Yeah. Either way, man, of all the times that we've seen the origin of Batman, right. that's always been a thing. No, I know. I just don't know what what point it lies like i don't i don't know anything about child bat bruce wayne like in comic book i don't know anything about it i know i know some stuff about batman but i do not know anything about hmm. before he was Batman. i'm gonna have to do some digging i want to know now i was thinking about it when we were watching this episode right i mean that's that's the truth though like, 
Um, but yeah, and he begins his training soon after. After learning that a weapon is being transported to Gotham, Gordon believes to investigate the court begins to investigate the court of owls further and realizes that his father was killed on purpose and that Frank organized the hit. Frank being his uncle, uh, came came out of nowhere, but, um, who happens to be part of the court of owls, Dexter's dad from Dexter. Uh, how, <laughs> however, Frank is ordered to kill Jim, but he instead commits suicide, and Jim decides to meet with Catherine. It's a pretty crazy fucking episode. The Court of Owls is nuts. Yeah, yeah, they are, dude. That's something I never knew. I never knew about the Court of Owls until this show. I mean, I knew I've heard of them, but yeah, I can't remember what else. I, I, one of the Gotham Arkham games, I think. I don't remember. I know that they're a big part of the uh, Batman Telltale series. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move right into Gotham Season 3, Episode 17, The Primal Riddle. Oh, also, yeah. Heroes Rise. I didn't put Heroes Rise in this one. but Always a good fucking episode when it's the Riddler. Oh, yeah, dude. Good. This episode in general was just very interesting. Um, so, in the snowy mountains, we see Penguin and Ivy doing some recruiting. And this person in particular is Mr. Fries, or Mr. Freeze. They somehow got got his suit, which enables him to live outside of the cold weather and they also go no he gets to live outside in like out into the warm weather yeah outside of the cold weather oh yeah oh yeah okay yeah you said that right um so they also go and recruit firefly which i found out that that's a different bitch are you sure yeah she was recasted interesting because i could do it she's all burnt up in the face i wouldn't really recommend yeah i had no idea um so Back because in Gotham. We Go didn't ahead. mention in the last episode, though, Ivy says something about how, like, at the end, she goes, why don't we build an army, then? It's like, of freaks. Oh, you know, yeah. Freaks, let's just build an army of freaks. And that's what leads into them doing this. Like, right. So, now they're back in Gotham, and the Riddler, having found out about the secret <laughs> organization. R-I-D-D-L-E-R, Riddler. He is very, he is hell-bent on discovering who they are. With a nice stage performance and a famous riddle box. Yeah, what we mean by that is if you played any fucking Arkham game or, or yeah. seen any fucking thing, it's that that, that fucking present looking thing, the riddle yeah, box, the fucking question fluorescent mark green cl- question mark. Um, the cops discover that he is a he is after Mayor Aubrey James. Now, thinking that they have him protected, the Riddler proved them wrong with Which some was, oh my god elaborate ass thinking. Yeah, dude, like. Oh, they played right into his hands. That's what he he he, huh, he is intellectual, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, dude, he's smart as fuck. Um, the Riddler takes Mayor onto live TV with an explosive necklace, threatening to blow him up if the court doesn't reveal themselves. The court tasks Gordon with handling the Riddler. Tabitha, having called and told Gordon how to disarm the bomb, infuriates Barbara Queen or Keen. And her crazy mission to be on top. Uh, Gordon takes Riddler to the court and they say they might have some use for him. They then take him away. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listening to you read sometimes it reminds me of when you're in high school and you'd pick on the kid that didn't want to read. <laughs> and that's exactly how you're reading this page. I do that all the time, man. I'm bad at reading, like <laughs> massive amounts. No, it's like <laughs> it just like the guy that just. I just always yeah. remember. You could just tell the one is like he's like, oh. like popcorn Deej. Oh, <laughs> you heard, dude, popcorn. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I fucking hated it. I know. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, fake Bruce, 
starts having one of those nosebleeds and is made aware that he is dying. Popcorn Lane. He confronts. <laughs> You don't have to do that. I was ready to get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> he confronts Selena in an attempt to warn her about the approaching doom. <laughs> now I feel like I'm trying to cover it up, you fucker. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. Uh, a struggle, he ends up... What? Oh, in a struggle... <laughs> In a struggle, he ends up pushing Selena out a window, recreating a scene from the old Batman movie of the origins of Catwoman. And to finish it up, we see Gordon being inducted into the Court of Owls. Popcorn Lane! <laughs> oh, Christ. Okay. Now, uh, listen, uh, I, be- I believe that... That was funny as shit, dude. Oh, yeah, we didn't watch Gotham today. No, we didn't. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, um... Whew. We're going to get into the Arrowverse now. fucking alex episode Ugh, like you know you just don't want to fu- i mean i like alex sure but i wasn't prepared for just a whole episode of just her but it didn't end up turning out quite like that but uh cara and maggie cara cara yeah cara cara and maggie having disputes over the way police work should be handled maggie having a problem with the way cara handles things sometimes like because like uh saying that it is good when it comes so I was saying that what she does is good when it comes to giant purple monsters or alien invasions, but a simple hostage situation does not require a Supergirl-sized hole in an important building, which is true. Like, she just comes flying in, <laughs> right, crashes right through. You know, I mean, yeah, sure, she gets it done without anybody dying, but I can understand. But, so, yeah, I can understand both sides. If she can do it faster without anybody dying for sure, then why not? But at the same time, why destroy fucking buildings that are, like, fucking hundreds of years old? Like, right. But, hmm. um... Uh, also, the criminals have been known to use the Supergirl defense because she is not actually a cop. Sometimes they can get charges dropped. The Supergirl defense, as it's called. Like, oh, she fucking has no right to arrest me or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't see, but it, it's like a citizen's arrest is a real thing, so I don't see why it couldn't be. Right. Um, after their feud, Alex goes af- after Kara but never reaches her. Maggie reaches out to Kara, and we discover that Alex was captured and was being used as leverage for the release of... Peter Thompson. Peter Thompson. Who is serving a life sentence for several felonies. Interesting. Alex was captured. Oh, yes. This guy being pretty smart, disabling Alex's tracker, blocking the Martian Manhunter's mind reading, which is... Oh, I'm sorry. That guy's name is Rick Malvern. Oh. Peter Thompson is his father, who they're trying to release. Yeah, that's what you said. Okay. The release of the father. Okay. Yeah. Um, And we see through his... Oh, wait. Yeah, blocking the Mar- Man- Martian Manhunter's mind reading, which is probably the most impressive feat. And that seems so ridiculously oh, far-fetched. Hell yeah. 
and even seen through his disguise, being seen through Martian Manhunter's disguise, also giving Wynn a run for his money. That's crazy, man. I can't imagine that. We learn that he is an old schoolmate of Kara and Alex's, and with a bad childhood with his mother, he seeks out his criminal father and now wants him released because he once helped him. Alex, with a little bit of ingenuity, thinking they found her, Rick, once again, tricks Wynn, and Supergirl shows up at a false location, Rick being the the, the guy that wants to get his dad out of prison and outsmarted everybody. Um... And Supergirl shows up at a false location, lowering the lowering the time they have to four hours, which they had, I think they had like twenty four hours, and then yeah, her showing up here and doing like something. I can't remember what she did exactly, but she did something. And the time went boop boop, and then started filling with water. It was Alex, just it was just they just went in there and like when they tracked his location, they went in there and tore that thing off. Yeah, that's what that's what she, she, that it was like a trap. She did yeah, something. they did, it just triggered it to mm-hmm. because he says in the episode he's like I wouldn't do that if I were you. Yeah, but they're like fuck that, and they go anyway. And um, but yeah, and then as water also starts to fill Alex's cell very quickly, Maggie, furious with Car, decides to take matters into her own hands, and the roles are switched. Maggie breaks in to release the father, and is stopped by Supergirl using the wise words of Maggie herself. They convince the father to give up the location of Alex. The father being what's his name again? Peter. 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 What? Thompson. Peter Thompson giving up the location of Alex and they save her just in time like a fucking every like in anything but actually she was like almost dying look like you know she yeah. was fucking floating in there like it uh, Rick goes to jail and Maggie and Kara have a rekindled relationship meanwhile Lena is in cahoots with none other than Rhea Rhea trying to build the matter transporter thing <laughs> <laughs> hey that's what you said to write <laughs> I, I don't I couldn't remember the, exactly what it was called all right so, over to Season 2, Episode 20, City of Lost Children. All right, so this episode was boring. It was bunk. But the, <laughs> the stuff that happens in this episode at the end is crazy. And the stuff that happens, I guess it wasn't, like, totally boring, but it was really, it was really like, we really weren't paying attention. I don't remember what happened at all. <laughs> You'll remember when I read it. All right, so James becomes discouraged with being the Guardian when he realizes that those he helps are afraid of him. The DEO investigates oh, yeah. a Forian woman who uses her telekinetic powers to cause rampage. James tracks down her son, Marcus, who refuses to speak with anyone but James, who spends time bonding with him. With Rhea's encouragement, Lena completes <laughs> <laughs> Lena completes the matter transporter. Are you laughing at the way you're reading? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which Rhea activates causing Marcus to nearly destroy the office with his powers. Afterwards, the DEO discovers Rhea and Lena's involvement and that Marcus's mother's Marcus's mother's <laughs> attack was unintentional on her part. Marcus leads James and Wynn to his mother, who <laughs> who is with a large group of Forians. Rhea reactivates the transporter, causing the Forians to lose control. James manages to calm Marcus, who in turn <laughs> calms the others. Kara, Jean, and Monel attempt to shut down the transporter, but are unsuccessful. Monel confronts Rhea, but hesitates to kill her. Shut the fuck up, dude! <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead. The transporter brings a massive fleet of Daxamite ships to conquer Earth and transform it into the new Daxam. Rhea then teleports herself, Monel, and Lena to her ship. <laughs> You're such a fuck, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can just hear you starting to smile as you're talking. Like I can just hear it in your voice. Oh, it's funny. <coughs> but uh, yeah, there was that particular scene where they were in the Catco, and the boy kind of like, because whenever every time they activated that machine, the the mortar, the, the fucking matter transporter, it somehow had some connection to the this race of people. Did you mention that? Yeah, and yeah, and it causes them to go fucking loco. Yeah, and then so, uh, I don't even remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> it makes them. What it makes them. About? What did I say before that? <laughs> the trans. The <laughs> before I said that. I don't know. You just said. But oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you started Catco. Going. I said something about uh, they were at Catco. Oh yeah, the boy. And the boy was there with James, and then like uh, so the thing went off, and then he, like you see his eyes glow or whatever. Dude, he fucking was like that whole building almost came down. That yeah, was insane. Dude. They were crumbling. He was crumbling it with just. It, Supergirl didn't grab boy. him out of there, dude. That building would be toast. Yeah. And he just Lizzie, like he just had a little boy. Imagine a fully grown person, fully pu- full. Like, if, you well, know, was like, mother that man, race, dude? All, there's all of there's like fifteen of them. Man. I know, dude. They fucked anything up, man. Yeah, That's like the Forians. If I was Supergirl, I'd be like, shit. If these people lost their like got mad, like damn straight. If they wanted to kill all of us. They could. Yeah. It was crazy. Crazy but. motherfuckers. So the next episode we're not gonna do. It was uh, it's the first episode of a two part season finale for Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Supergirl has twenty two episodes uh, this season, and all the rest have twenty three. So we're going to move right into Flash um, to episodes 20 and 21. All right. We got Flash season three, episode 20, titled I Know Who You Are. Following the events of going to the future and with the information they learned, they track down Tracy Brand, who is currently a grad student at CCU. Tracy Brand being the person that created the weapon that trapped Savitar, uh, what was it, 20, uh, 15 years, some, some time in the future. They find her at her school where she is attacked by Killer Frost, sent by an all-knowing Savitar. They chase her off, and Savitar questions Caitlin's loyalties. HR does what he can to keep Tracy safe and around, because I think he has a little crush on Miss Tracy. Caitlin again attacks them at Jitters, where Cisco freezes and doesn't a- attack Caitlin for the second time. <coughs> it's funny that we're saying that he freezes and didn't attack Caitlin, who's th- who freezes things. Oh yeah. But yeah, either way, he pun yeah, intended. Yeah, free- he freezes up like he gets. You know, he doesn't want to attack her. I guess. Uh, she gets away again, but not before impaling Barry's leg with an ice dagger. Meanwhile, Joe struggles with taking his relationship with Cecile to the next level due to his many secrets. After breaking up with her, Killer Frost captures her and says she will trade her life for Tracy's. Upon Team Flash showing up, Caitlin is aware of everything they have planned and even what Barry will say. Which is crazy. Like He always knows because he, he has those memories, I guess. Uh, five, Vibe, finally being able to attack Killer Frost, knocks her out, but he gathers some of her her blood, but Savitar comes to rescue her. Julian hopes that having the extracted blood of Caitlin Frost What? Killer Frost. <laughs> uh, well, I, uh, well, when I saw K first, I wanted to say Caitlin, but I don't know why. I was like, did we write that? Caitlin Frost. <laughs> Technically. Caitlin Snow. It's Kill- not far off. Yeah, Killer Snow. Killer Snow and Caitlin Frost. Uh, Killer Frost will somehow bring light to helping her. Yeah, so the blood he some like if he can get her blood, he feels that maybe they can somehow re- uh, reverse it. 
Uh, Tracy, beginning to break some ground on Savitar's trap, decides to stay and help. Realization strikes Barry as they sit around talking with Wally upon his return from Earth-3. He thinks of all the things Savitar has said. Everyone that's been around Savitar has said. Putting together all of these clues, he finally realizes who Savitar is. Meeting him in the streets, he tells him, I know who you are. Name drop title. Uh How are you able to do what you're doing? Almost like he was there when you were me. Savitar reveals himself to Flash that he is indeed the future Flash. Future Barry himself. (laughs) Lane Lane called it. That's right. I fucking seen that shit. As soon as he said, I am the future Flash, I was like, oh yeah, it is. People went nuts over that line. I knew it, man. As soon as I heard it, I was like, that sounds right. We didn't have the luxury at the time when we first saw that line to have subtitles, but people that's what people were taking to. They were taking to subtitles to see if there was a comma in See, I don't trust subtitles because I've seen too many in, uh, inconsistencies. Yes, I've seen too sure. many times watching that it'll miss a word or it'll say a word wrong. So I don't need, and I can, you can't trust it just because it would have showed a comma doesn't mean anything. They probably fucked up. Maybe. Well, people were just looking for any fucking thing they could for a reveal. That's just reaching to me because it's not a hundred percent. No, it's not. But it, but it never worked. You know, it never worked out. Any everybody, it, it threw them off enough for this reveal to still mean something. Oh yeah. Which is if whether it was intentional or not, it never it never panned out. So this reveal still was fucking crazy. So pretty god, uh, I don't know. It was insane. What it was a pretty interesting. <coughs> and what they're doing now is even crazier. You know what I mean? Like it's not like finding out that that Zoom was fucking Zoom. Yeah, Zoom was Hunter Zolomon or or uh, Jay Garrick, who we knew to be Jay Garrick, or finding out that Barry's father was the one under the fucking mask that was a real jay garrett like crazy shit they ex- he explains it they're t- out in the street and he explains savitar explains to barry yeah in the next episode is, that in the next episode yes are you sure about why he's doing what he's doing about how he is him yes yeah that's how this that's how this uh, click I, on, click I thought i thought that's how this one ended no it's the same exact scene it picks this this episode picks up right where this left off mm, okay so uh flash season three episode 21 cause and effect Following Barry meeting the real Savitar, he explains that he is a time remnant that felt pushed aside and unwanted, causing his transformation into Savitar. Apparently, Savitar is a time remnant that Barry Allen used to fight Savitar, which leads in a very confusing chicken-and-egg type scenario, an infinite loop. See, I can't understand how it exists, because Barry never would have had to create the time remnants unless Savitar existed. That was going to kill iris but savitar is a time remnant of his from that fight i don't get that yeah i don't know savitar so, would have had to have come first because you know what i mean savitar would have had to existed first before the time remnant because he wouldn't have created the time remnant unless savitar existed yeah i can't understand it so so barry fuck dude i don't even know i don't know whatever they did he also explained something about Flashpoint. He's like, when you went back and did this and blah, 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 like, he created that time remnant last last season. Yeah, but that's not the time remnant he's claiming to, to have been. I know. And then, I don't know, man. I don't know either. It's it's insanity is what it is. It's fucking crazy. Flash is always confusing. <laughs> this is the episode Nate called me. He was like, dude, fucking, I don't get it. <laughs> I was like, I don't either. Like, um, if anybody knows, wants to break it down for us, 
in layman's terms. I just don't think it's possible. I think I don't know if it's a mistake or if it's just that fucked up that it's just that confusing. Yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a time whatever. Like it's a fucking something. I don't even know. What I mean. It's definitely an infinite loop. That's what whatever happened. Yeah, happened. for sure. Like, but I don't. I just don't quite understand how it happened. One of the time remnant. Yeah, dude, it doesn't make any sense. Because but, if because the time remnant that ends up turning out to be Savitar is the guy that's in the suit too at the same time. Yeah. So why? But that time remnant had to have existed first. Or second. He wasn't created unless the threat of Savitar existed. If there's no threat of Savitar, there's no time remnant. I can't... I don't know, man. Well, maybe it's maybe it's because it's a time remnant of... No, he, cl- he admits yeah, I don't to know. being a time remnant created to fight against Savitar. Yeah, he does. Fuck, I don't understand it, man. I need to watch that scene again. Uh, I feel like it's a mistake. I'm not sure. Regardless, a crazy fight scene then ensues between Barry and Savitar, which was nuts. You With the it? lightning clashing together? Yeah, dude, when they fucking... Uh-huh. It was insane, man. It was really fucking crazy. So, back at the lab, they realize... Back at the lab, they realize why he was always two steps ahead, seeing as though he remembers doing everything Barry does. They decide to cut off Barry's short-term memory to hopefully thwart him. But things don't go as planned, um, and Barry forgets just a little too much. So this this plan was pretty well thought out. Pretty yeah, pretty genius idea. Just um, they obviously didn't do something right. Yeah, they basically without it basically boils down to without Caitlin, they can't. You know, they're gonna Cisco, fuck something Cisco up. doesn't fuck up too often though. No, but he doesn't have the knowledge that Caitlin the knows about being knowledge. a doctor. Yeah, but otherwise the plan is genius. You know what I mean? Make Barry not be able to create new memories, like just. Keep his long-term memory intact, but not have him retain any new information. Yeah. This way, Savitar does has no idea what they're about to do. I mean, thus saving Iris' That's life. Suck, because I'll be like, "Hey, what's the plan?" And you tell me, and I'll be like, "Hey, what's the plan?" <laughs> like <laughs> ten second Tom. Hey, what's the plan? Yeah, that's exactly how it would be. Like, I don't know that. Yeah, they're getting rid of that other fucking thing, but it would well, just yeah, cause more problems. At that point, Barry wouldn't necessarily need to do anything because then Savitar's on the other end doing having the same exact effect on him. Yeah, he'd be like running to fucking somewhere, and he'd be like, where am I going again? <laughs> well, yeah, but essentially you could just have Barry just sit and do nothing, and Savitar would be completely fucking confused, and he would never... They would win, but they would still have to figure out a way to kill his ass. Yeah. Or... or but maybe that was the plan to lock him in the speed force with that happening, and he wouldn't be able to do anything. I don't He'd be like, "Why the fuck am I here all the time?" They might not have known that it was having an effect on him too, though. I don't know if they did know that. I don't know how they would. Well, know that's that. why they did it in the first place. But they probably they just didn't they just didn't get that information. That's why Killer Frost. Yeah, but it up. affected him just as much as it affected Barry. Like, yeah, the whole memory lo- complete memory loss thing. I'm sure, you know. I'm sure. By the time that happened, they didn't give a shit about the fucking Savitar at that point. They were trying to get his fucking memory back. Yeah, exactly. But had had the plan worked out. What a genius way to throw a filler episode in there. Just It was still entertaining. Oh yeah, no, I loved it. But it's just like a just to throw an episode you need to fill a little bit of space. Yeah. Like completely take off the storyline kinda just and it's all about something different. Right. The storyline was relevant in it, yes. Yeah, but, but it was funny as fuck yeah. too to see what what ensues afterwards. So um Barry forgets a little he, he he forgets a little too much, practically everything. So Cecile then needs Barry, uh, uh, of course, 
he she conveniently needs Barry to testify against Heatmonger. Yeah, right then. <laughs> right after he doesn't remember Jack about anything. Um so the the test the what do you call this? Testimony the, or the testimony doesn't really go that well. Um he basically they give him like Google Glass like glasses yeah. and they can't get wet whatsoever. Apparently, because his one drip of sweat got on them, and it was like. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt that Cisco would create something that couldn't be. Maybe I it just, was just I, the fact that they had to do it in like fucking ten minutes. Yeah, uh. <laughs> I don't know, but the uh, and do you remember when Julian was like typing what he was supposed to say, and he put a smiley face yeah. emoji, and Cisco was like, it. "You want to cut out with the emojis, dude?" Because <laughs> <laughs> he said he's like said smiley face. Yeah. Um, so Heatmonger then walks free. Uh, Savitar also having lost his memory, Killer Frost confronts the team, um, and helps them try to restore the memories of Barry so they can get back on track with this whole death of Iris thing. Like death of Iris. <laughs> so Barry and Iris, uh, look at some old pictures at Jitters, uh, old pictures from high school. He learns that he was part of an anime club club where Iris tells him, you really love Dragon Ball Z. Oh hell, motherfucking yeah! That sounds dope. I that was so funny, dude. When I heard him say that, I was like, "Dragon Ball Z, fuck yeah!" And then she says, "Like, don't you can't explain me to explain it. You couldn't expect me to explain anything about it to you, but yeah, it's complicated. Just, man. What a name drop, man! The Flash likes Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Go fucking figure, right? Hell yeah! Can't blame him, dude. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, so they then go to the house where he realizes that he has speed. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so funny, dude. Yeah, they go they go to his house first of all, and they're like they're like this is our place. He's like, how can we afford this? Which I've thought many times because you never you he know goes, you have a beautiful eye for decorating. He goes, she goes, it was actually all you or something. He's like, oh, I doubt that. <laughs> um, but then he mm-hmm. starts realizing that he has speed for the first time, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it is funny. Um, so during this, there's some awkward love connection. So, yeah, so meanwhile, there's an awkward love connection between HR and doc- Dr. Brandt. Um, Wally also lost his speed in all this. So Savitar, because Savitar gave him his speed. So if he can't remember that, I guess, so he doesn't get it. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Just because you forget something doesn't mean it didn't happen. That's true. I don't know. That's weird. That's stupid. So what happens when Savitar dies? Exactly. 
That'd be the, that, that's stupid. Well, he loses. That's why they have to trap him. They didn't take. They didn't take away the past. They just fucking erase it from their particular memories. Yeah. That this they're full of shit, man. <laughs> so that's why they have to trap him and not kill him. That's, what, that's, that's so how they're gonna fucking play this. No, off. it's because they can't kill him. So the only thing they can do is trap him. And then let 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 Wally have a speed forever. Uh, so trying to create a thing to shock Barry's memory back into him. Cisco brings up some old memories about Ronnie Raymond, and Caitlin remembers, but still retains. Oh yeah, we got to remind. Okay, did we mention that Caitlin, uh, since Savitar's mind's all fucked up, she uh, Killer Frost came to. Yeah, we mentioned the lab. that. You did. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear. I don't remember. That is. It's oh, confronts there. the team and helps them. Okay, yeah. All right, sorry. Yeah, so she shows up to <coughs> to help things out, but uh, Cisco brings up some Ronnie Raymond memories, and Caitlin remembers it, but still retains her evil. Uh, then soon but after as she's the, leaving, she transfer like you know, uh, you could see it in her eye. Yeah, that's down here, I think. Oh. Um, Heatmonger then oh, starts yeah. a fire in a f- in. <laughs> I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> in a building, <laughs> and nobody is available except for an unexperienced Barry Allen. He arrives on scene, but doesn't know what to do. They try shocking the shocking thing, but it doesn't work. He needs a visceral memory. So Iris brings up an extremely sad memory, which snaps Barry right back into himself. Basically, they shock him once, nothing happens, and then Caitlin's like, oh, well, it's there. And then Cisco says something like, oh, the key's in the ignition. We just got to turn it. Something weird like that. Um, so Barry snaps right back into it, along with Savitar, which then restores Wally's powers. Then they that put was, out the fire and arrest Heatmonger. Killer Frost leaves the laboratory... And we get just a tiny glimpse of Caitlyn before Killer Frost comes right back into it. Yeah. Then the Speed Force Bazooka requires an insane amount of energy. More energy than even the sun. I think they said it was like 6.5 terajoules or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, The camera then pans to a red jewel-looking thing where we also see King Shark roaring. What the fuck is going to happen? I got to say something. (laughs) Uh, about remind me about the the energy source from Flash. Okay, I don't want to talk about it's about it's in the next episode, but we're not talking about it. But I got something I don't that doesn't make sense to again. Do you want me to type it in the top of the notes for next week because we're not doing that episode? I want to talk. I want to tell you about it. Oh, after the show. Uh, all right, we're getting right into Arrow, season five, episode twenty, titled "Underneath." Chase triggers an EMP within the team hideout, which is at the end of the last episode was that whatever they were on the computer and it like blasted them back, him and uh, Felicity, deactivating all the equipment, standing over Oliver and Felicity and rendering her paralyzed because no stranding Oliver and Felicity and rendering her paralyzed because the chip in her back is electric based and it was EMP'd so she can't walk now. Which sucks. Curtis learns about the attack informing Renee and Dinah. Like he was there trying to find them. I guess they hadn't heard of him and then heard from them and then he, couldn't, he couldn't get in. Yeah. So uh, Diggle and Lila agree to put their problems aside when they hear about Oliver and Felicity. The team soon realizes that after a period of time, a backup generator will activate, igniting the methane gas leaking into the base. Oliver is injured, trying to find a way out. Uh, eventually, Diggle is lowered down in an access shaft by the other's help and manages to pull up Oliver and Felicity. Team Arrow takes... Refuge at Argus, where Diggle and Lila re- reconcile. Later, Chase is revealed to have tracked down Oliver's son, William. In flashbacks to the period after Damien's death, Oliver, Felicity, and Curtis continue working together. Now, Curtis arranges to have Oliver and Felicity spend time together, leading to having sex in the lair 
but she decides that she is not ready to get back together with Oliver, who accepts it. So all in all, this episode was kind of boring. Yeah, it was just filler, straight filler. I don't have anything Except the finding the William thing, that was crazy. Yeah, that's the only big reveal that pushed the story any further. So, Arrow Season 5, Episode 21, (coughs) Honor Thy Fathers. This episode was cool. Really liked it. Yeah. So Chase's prosecutions are discredited, and the most and most of the convicts, including Samson, are released on bail. Oliver receives a bot receives a body identified as Henry Goodwin. So this was the body that was in the fucking concrete. Yes, the big giant fucking crate of concrete with a body inside. Mm. It was nuts. I don't know. We'll do what his fucking what uh, Par- uh, Prometheus's fucking contacts are or his fucking means but man i don't know how he's finding all this shit dude he's in, he's just <laughs> insane he's like a fucking goddamn sociopath but um, genius man yeah so while curtis and dinah track samson the others investigate goodwin who is revealed to had been killed by robert queen shocking thea and oliver who decides to tell they decide to tell the press Team Arrow deduces that Chase and Samson are working together and release Claiborne's weaponized tuberculosis on Star City. With Oliver wearing the Green Arrow oh, costume yeah. again, which was awesome to see, yeah. they track the bomb and encourage Samson's... Engage. Oh, I'm sorry. Engage Samson's party while Oliver duels Chase. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good fight. Samson is captured and Curtis defuses the bomb. Oliver reveals that Claiborne planned to disown Chase due to the latter's mental condition. Disillusioned, Chase asks Oliver to kill him, but he arrests the former instead. Oliver gives Thea a video of Robert asking her to look after the former? Why do they keep saying that? It's weird. Meanwhile, Renee refuses to testify in Zoe's court in order to not upset her, leading the judge to dismissing the claim. In flashbacks, Oliver and Anatoly return to Lian Yu, where they arrange for Oliver's return to Starling City. Anatoly leaves the bribe to the boatman to sail towards the island where Oliver is captured by Kovar, who knows about Oliver's plan. Fucking Constantine Kovar. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, I wish we would have watched Arrow tonight, but... I know. All right, but yeah, that's it for this week's shows. Uh, we're gonna, Like I said, we're going to talk about the preseason finale and the season finale next week. This week. Yeah. Wait. No, yeah. it'll be next week. Well, the, the episodes are this week. But we're talking about them next Monday. The season finales are this week. Yes. Yeah. So, so next episode, we're going to talk about the season finale and the preseason finales. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was saying. <laughs> you were the one who said, "Wait." I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was right on board with you. But uh, yeah. We'll see you next week. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Oh man! All right. Bye. <laughs> Nerd Talklips is not endorsed by any of the companies represented. All references are used under fair use laws for review and examination thereof. And this podcast was made for entertainment purposes only. Thanks for listening to us geek out and come back next week for more reviews, news, and Nerd Talklips.